What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the DFS Dose Podcast, your fix of DFS information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, and as always, I'm joined by the two Jays, Joey and Jared, and gentlemen. I think we have a lot more interest on this divisional round than we had in last week's wild card weekend. It should be a lot more high scoring. So what are you guys' general thoughts on this slate? It's going to it's gonna be a fun slate, I think. Um, yeah, last week was absolute trash. So probably one of the worst uh, DraftKings slates in recent memory. Um, but this this one figures to be one of the best. So, Bro, I'm going to say something right now. Go Eagles. <laughs> um, I have a sneaking suspicion that this will be the last show that you have the chance to say that. But we will get to that game at the end of our show. Let's start chronologically and you know to, to open the show i was thinking should we start chronologically should we start with the highest total should we start with the most interesting game well it turns out that all three are the same thing so we have this kc versus indianapolis game the chiefs are hosting the colts they're five and a half point favorites and the over under is at 57 by far the highest on the slate um you know, this is going to be the game of the week. Everybody's going to be targeting this game, especially in DFS. So what are your guys' initial thoughts on this game? Who do we like? Who are we fading? Play play everyone. There you go. Just play everybody. Yeah. Play everybody. Um, I think that's a pretty safe assumption, but we, we, we're going to have to pick some specific players. And, I, I mean, I think that Patrick Mahomes is – most likely going to be the highest owned quarterback, but I think that there's enough interesting plays and maybe luck in, in breeze. And some people are going to talk themselves into playing Jared Goff, I would imagine. So I think that Mahomes' ownership will be reasonable, reasonable enough to play him in tournaments. And if you, if you ask me, I think he's the most, the best combination of a floor and a ceiling. And, and when you look at him, he's just been killing teams all year that play zone defense. Okay, and the Colts play the most zone defense in the entire NFL. So it just matches up perfectly. Mahomes has the most touchdowns. He's been the highest scoring fantasy player all season. I, I don't see any reason to play any quarterback other than Mahomes, except for ownership, I suppose. You know what I'm scared of? What? I'm scared of the big guy on the sidelines. <laughs> Andy Reid? Hell yeah. Why? Because the Chiefs will probably choke and lose this game. Bro, let's be real. Every single oh. year. Bro, you remember what happened? You remember what happened last time the Chiefs and the Colts played in the playoffs? The Colts came back down by like three touchdowns. They were down thirty eight to ten and they won. Yeah. But I but then think, again, I don't think this, that, that that type of stuff means a single thing. This is the Patrick Mahomes era. All all of that is over. This is no Alex Smith. Nah, nah. Kansas City Chiefs. This is the era of Patrick Mahomes. There, there will be. But no it's choke. Andy yeah, Reid. Yo, Andy but here's Reed. they're not gonna. Here's choke. the thing. This isn't a betting podcast, so we're just playing for the players. If the chief, if the Chiefs lose by two touchdowns, but put up thirty-one points, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Because Mahomes is gonna be every touchdown. I could see the shoot the Chiefs losing. I could see that, but I don't see them losing like you said, without putting up 30 points. If they yeah. lose, it's because Andrew Luck puts up 40 or 45 or 50. Like, this game is going to be nuts. Um, I mean, the Colts have been awesome just like just like the Chiefs have. They've won, what, like 10 of their last 11 games? That's more than the Chiefs have won in their last 11 games. This is an amazing matchup. Um, you know, the Chiefs' defense is bad, 
and their offense is great. That's exactly what we want to attack. And the Colts talked about it this week, that the way that they want to play ideally is to get up big and then run the ball when they're ahead, which is what we saw them do against the Texans. But the thing is, is I don't believe that they can hold a lead with the Chiefs. So they're going to be passing to start the game, and they're going to be passing to end the game because the Chiefs are going to be passing right along with them. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's fair. But I would still play Marlon Mack for the Colts. If if Kyle I would plays I would Yeah, I would be more inclined to play Mack over Damian Williams in my opinion. So yeah, let for me GPPs. ask I mean that's really interesting cuz Damian Williams I think at this point is presumed to be the lead back. However, Spencer Ware practiced in full all week before their Week 17 game, and matter. they sat him, which, in my opinion, I mean, you don't think that means anything, or no. do you think that it means that they were saving Spencer Ware for this game? I think they were I saving I don't think him. it means anything. Like, You don't sign I mean, a man to an extension just to give him split carries in the playoffs. Yes, that's fair. Yeah, the extension I, I do think bodes well for Damian Williams. I mean, the Chiefs, they're going to be at full strength. Spencer Ware will be back. Sammy Watkins will be back. Obviously, Kelsey Hill, Damian Williams. So, who's who's your favorite option? Who are we playing? Who are we stacking Mahomes with? If we're stacking Mahomes, I mean, you can't go wrong with Tyreek and and Kelsey. I mean, Tyreek is only seventy four hundred, so he's relatively cheap um, than what his price was all season. Yeah. Um, it's it's his third lowest price of the year, and I mean, the matchup isn't, like, great because the Colts do actually have an improved pass defense. But like you said, they play a lot of zone coverage, and there's opportunities for uh, Hill to have a big play from a home. So I do like Tyreek Hill in this game. And I also like Kelsey, but, like, Kelsey's just Kelsey. So I don't really feel like we need to go into Kelsey a lot because he he'll snap no matter what, no matter the matchup. Yeah, um, the two things I have to say to that is, yeah, Travis Kelsey to me I think is a complete bargain on this slate. Um, you know, he's always going to have that lower price tag because he's a tight end, but he has the eighth most targets in the NFL over the year, and he's 7K. If he were a wide receiver, he would be at least 8K. He has more targets than Michael Thomas, and you're getting a $900 discount, and you get to play him at a thin position. Like, Kelsey to me is a complete smash. The only thing I would entertain is playing two tight ends, um, you know, with Ebron and Kelsey. But, I mean, to me, Kelsey is a complete lock this week. And Mm -hmm. you mentioned the Colts' defense. They're certainly improved statistically. They have – a great defense, but my concern with the Colts defense is just listen to this. This is a, a list of the quarterbacks the Colts have played since week six. Sam Darnold, Derek Anderson, Derek Carr, Blake Bortles, Cody Kessler, Blaine Gabbert, Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill, Eli Manning, Dak Prescott, and Deshaun Watson. I heard a bunch of I heard okay. a bunch of superstars. <laughs> Yeah. yeah besides, exactly. besides the two games with Deshaun Watson, they haven't played any good quarterbacks, honestly. They, they've had one of the softest schedules. Uh, it's just, to me, the Colts' defense, yeah, they're good, but they, they haven't played anybody like Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes That's off a week, a week of rest on the road. This game is going to be up and down. It's just fit as many of these guys as you can. So I agree. Kelsey Hill, obviously there's a lot of upside. So, Jared, I want to ask you, on the Colts side, who are we playing? Jared, uh, Joey said Marlon Mack, which I think that that's interesting. Um, you know, the Chiefs don't have a great run defense, but I mean, for their pass options, 
So GPPs, I'll play a couple, a couple Andrew Luck, but I'm not playing him in cash at all. No chance, because he's significantly worse on the road. Like even not even just this year, just his whole career, he's worse on the road. And his good, his good road games this year were like, I mean, the Jets in Oakland, and then the shootout with Houston, and then there wasn't any really good, good road games. Um, so. You could go. Mahomes is probably a cash game lock. He's not. He's not expensive enough. On this short slate, with um the highest running back being eighty two hundred, and the highest receiver being seventy nine hundred, Mahomes needs to honestly be probably low eight thousands. So he's just too cheap. You have to play him. You can't. If you play luck in cash, you're just. I mean. I mean, but if you expect the Colts to be down. I could I could see playing him. He eight you get an eight hundred dollar discount. I don't like and, it. You know, in a favorable game. It's script. not it's not I ideal. Mean, I'm just saying. I don't mind him for GPPs, yeah. but I just don't think the eight hundred dollars is worth what you're giving up in Mahomes floor seal. And like Jared said, especially with the road, yeah. And know. then one option in the receiving game I would pick would be Ebron, and then obviously T Y is always GPP GPP worthy. If you're gonna play, yeah. yeah. If you're gonna play luck, just play Ebron and Ty with them in um GPP. Yeah, Hilton again, sixty seven hundred. It seems incredibly low for this matchup and just how good he is. I mean, I know that he has an injury right now. He's been struggling with it for several weeks. He missed practice on Tuesday and Wednesday, but I don't I don't remember the last time that Ty Hilton hasn't missed practice. Honestly, it seems like he just is always not practicing and still playing. So. I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't be overly worried about that. He's obviously going to play in this matchup, um, mm-hmm. and like you said, Ebron. Uh, you know, he missed Tuesday practice. He was back on Wednesday, and the Chiefs have allowed the second most tight end touchdowns this year, and Ebron has the most touchdowns as a tight end. So I don't know what else you have to say. Uh, he's only fifty five hundred, so a significant discount from Kelsey. But I mean. We talk about it. It hasn't really worked yet, but on a shorter slate, there's even less options. And again, I like the two tight ends this week. I like Ebron and Kelsey. I think point per dollar, just overall ceiling floor, I think they're two of the best plays on the board, and they happen to be at the same position. So I'd be interested yeah. in that. I like that. Yeah, I like Go ahead. Yeah, I like Ebron. I like Ebron as well. It's just they haven't been using him as much recently. Um, they kind of only save him for the red zone and – in touchdown situations, but he does have good touchdown equity. But for fifty five hundred, I, I could see playing him. With All Kelsey. it takes is one in, on a short slate like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he had his eleven points. Like I remember, he had it like right away in the game. I thought we were onto a massive game for me, Bron, last week against the Texans. It's just they basically ran the ball out for the entire second half. So. Um, mm-hmm. As, as far as any of the ancillary options in this game, Dontrell Inman is having a pretty decent touchdown streak. He's had a touchdown in three straight, 14, 18, 15 points in each of his last three games. He seems to be the clear-cut wide receiver one for the Colts. He's 4,800. It's an option. Wide receiver one. Oh, my fault. <laughs> wide receiver two for the Colts. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I mean – you know, we have to find people who are going to get touchdowns on the slate. Like we saw last week with the four-game slate. Like basically, if your guy got a touchdown, you were towards the top of the leaderboard. So mm-hmm. with, with Inman in that role, I'd have some interest there if I'm game stacking this game. 
And other than that, the only option I want to throw out there is Naheem Hines. Um, he dropped a big fat zero on us last <laughs> week, and I loved him last week. So that burned at least like four of my lineups right off the bat. But, um, you know, if we think the Colts get behind, he should have a decent game. He's, he's solely game script dependent. He only, he only played nine snaps last week. Um, obviously, they were ahead the entire game, but he's shown the upside. He gets the snaps and the targets and receptions when – they're behind, which they could be in this game. So um, I think he'll probably be like 5% owned or, or less maybe with uh, with that zero last week. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a it's a dart throw in my opinion. I mean, I, I think I think Mac is just a way better play for 5,800. Um, I, th- I think they're going to feed Mac the ball. If Kelly Cal- if plays, um, Mac might be as close to a lock as I can get for me. Yeah, that price like, is so cheap. It is. Like he, he, has, he has a high touchdown equity, and if the Colts are mm-hmm. smart, the best way, the best shot they have of upsetting the Chiefs here and winning this game, I think, is just keeping the ball out of Mahomes' hands as much as possible. Yeah. So. Exactly. So that's why I love Marlon Mack this week. Um, the Chiefs' uh, run defense is a spot to target, and I think he gets 20-plus carries, and then he'll get a couple catches here and there. Um, I, I, li- I like his upside. At fifty eight hundred, I think he goes for at least twenty. Yeah, but the big if Kelly is out, you can't play him. There's no reason to play him. Yeah, the splits are significant uh, for the Colts center Ryan Kelly and Marlon Mack. Um, before we move on to the next game, do you have any interest in either of the Chiefs that are returning? Both forty five hundred Spencer Ware and Sammy Watkins. Do you think either of them could? have tournament winning upside in this match uh, Sammy Watkins is a, is a pretty decent play decent not yeah. good they they could both come in and, and score a lot of points if they get um the targets and touches yeah but but I don't expect them to so I, I would probably fade them personally I, I agree we good to move on here yeah so let's move on to the next game the Saturday night game we have the Rams hosting Dallas The Rams are seven-point favorites. The total on this game is 49.5. What do we think about this game? Mm -hmm. I I, I like this game. I think think there's some good plays in here, mostly on the Rams side. Hmm, Interesting. I I really can't figure out who to target on the Rams. I I just, I really don't know. So who do you like? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Gurley. Like, Gurley's shown all year that he could that he could get it done no matter the matchup. This, this man's been yeah. sitting for like a month <laughs> Wait, waiting to torch whoever they play. Yeah. He's exactly. literally been powering up. He's been powering up for a month. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That, that is true. Um, I mean, he's been ready since, what, week 16, right? Yeah. He's been ready, and they were, and they were just like, well, we got C.J. Anderson. You can just chill. Yeah. And then CJ rocked it in his first game, so they're like, all right, you can chill. Then they got the bye, and now it's just like the Cowboys, like traveling cross-country. Oh, man. And know. the crazy thing is, is he's 8000 Yeah. <laughs> it's his cheapest price of the year. Yeah. On the on the season, he didn't go under 8600 Yikes. I don't know how. 8000 for Todd Gurley on a small slate. Absolute and, lock. And the thing is, so, yeah, he, he is a complete lock to me. Do you guys think he's as much of a lock this week as Zeke was last week? I mean, 
Because you're going to get him at like half the ownership. Like last week, I really thought Zeke was going to be damn near 100% owned. And he only managed, he was only like 70% owned in cash games. I'm not even talking yeah, about bro. tournaments. So the thing is, is like, I, I didn't play enough cash. I didn't play any cash last week. And now once I realize that people are going to fade these stone locks, even on short slates, like I, I need to be playing cash this week. That's one thing I, I learned <laughs> from last week. So, I mean, if we get Gurley at say he's like, 30 even 40 percent owned like i feel like that's just going to be insane leverage to just plug him in at 8k exactly um the the price is just good enough for me to play him but just off off the bat looking at the running backs him and zeke are probably the top two players like in the running back pool and on the whole slate that offers the highest uh, floor ceiling combo so like even if you fade that like you're kind of just like yeah like you want to lose your money like yeah. zeke should have been 100 percent last week and i said that on the uh preview episode four last week when i was saying like he's an absolute lock like there's no reason not to fade him there's no reason to fade Gurley on this four game slate he's at home so uh running back at home in a game that they're favored in i don't care about the matchup i don't care that the cowboys have a good run defense if he comes back and he's healthy, he's going to see about 25, 30 touches. And if he's getting that, he should be good for at least one to two touchdowns. And then whatever happens, happens with his yards. But 8,000 block. And it's the same Absolutely. same situation as Zeke last week. And what I'm going to say is if you're playing 10 lineups, you could fade him in like two or three. And that's reasonable. But he needs to be in about 75% of your entries. Your main lineup yeah, should have Todd Gurley. Cash is a lock. GPP yeah. have him at least seventy five percent. Agreed with the. I agree with all of all of that stuff that you guys are saying. I think on the surface there's, and and I'm not fading him by any stretch. I just think that there's more reason because there are better options at running back this week. Like last week, it was Zeke and kind of Melvin Gordon in a terrible matchup, and that was really it at running back. So Zeke was a stone 1,000% lock. Like, yeah, this time we have at least Alvin Kamara, right? We have Zeke Gurley. You know, Damian Williams has a ceiling. James White has a ceiling. Like, there's players who have ceilings where – but it's just like all in all – He's 8K, just fucking play him. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. It, it, it's clear. It's clear. Just play Gurley. But so on the other side of the ball, um, Zeke Elliott. I think that he is also equally a good a good play. Like the Rams defense, it's tough, but it isn't unbeatable, especially in the run game. Like Alfred Morris had 100 yards on this Rams defense a couple weeks ago. Like they've surrendered points to running backs. Zeke is game flow independent. If they're up, he's going to be getting a ton of carries. If they're down, they've shown willingness to give him up to 13 targets, you know, eight, nine targets, like all reasonable for for Zeke. He's game flow independent. Um, Like Joey said, I mean, between Zeke and Gurley, I think these are the the top two options on the slate. Yeah, by far. I mean, if you want the absolute most, like, highest ceiling, you'll play Zeke and Gurley and hope for the best and hope that they reach their ceilings because um, they're capable of putting up 35, 40 points in a game. And if you and if you have both of them in your lineup and, you know, say say a good amount of the field doesn't, you're already uh, up on the leaderboards in terms of, in terms of GPPs. Yeah, but um, I, I love Zeke too. I mean, you're getting a work, you're getting workhorse running backs for eight thousand dollars. 
It's that simple. They're both game flow independent. They're both have a ton of touchdown equity. Yeah, uh, not not too much to say there. So, in terms of the other plays on the board, I mean, Jared Goff for his upside, I suppose, is underpriced at five point five k. But I just don't see the need to go there. Same thing with Dak Prescott. I mean, five point two. There's definitely a GPP ceiling at five point two for Dak Prescott. I just don't see myself playing him personally. I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't think this is the week to go. You know, something like Dak and Cooper. I would rather just play Zeke and Gurley, and that's about it for for this game, in my opinion. Yeah, personally, definitely wouldn't target anybody on the uh, on the Cowboys side of things. Um, I'm not a big fan of Dak or Amari or any of the guys on the outside for the Cowboys, so I'll probably fade that. But I mean, Jared Goff, five point five. Um, I mean, it's a good way to to differentiate. I mean, he should be a pretty low owned relative to Breeze and Mahomes and whatnot, and it's his lowest price of the season. He's at home. He's at home. He's played way better at home than on the road this year. He's averaged 13 more fantasy points at home. Um, he averages 28 uh, points per game at home. I mean, that could go into the matchups, but it's it's obvious that he likes to play at home. And um, you know, I want I want to hate playing Jared Goff and then Jared Goff and Gurley. Rob Woods. It's a good way. Yeah, I I, I like uh I like Woods. As a main option, could Woods get shadowed by Jones though, or do you think he would go on on Cooks? I mean, um, I don't, I don't think that they would shadow Cooks one on one like that. If they did, that'd be the biggest mistake of their life, because he's faster than. Yeah, to, to I me think. Yeah, they would just double him and freaking put. Jones I don't think on Byron Lawrence. Jones will. Sh- I don't think Byron Jones will shadow anybody. I think they'll just I, wherever they line I up. I think. The if anyone would be shadowed, it'd be Cooks, but it wouldn't be with Byron Jones. It'd be with um. Oh my God, I forgot his name. Awuzie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fast. Jadobi Awuzie. Yeah. That that'd be the only reason, and then Byron Jones would just take whoever comes to his side because Cooks travels all over the field pretty well. I feel like so. Speed with speed. Speed yeah, with speed. They... They might. I mean, they might. You just don't know. They all travel, though. That's the thing with the Rams' offense. None of them play, like, they do have their primary positions, but all of them go outside. All of them play in the slot. Um, It's just part of the Rams' scheme. So I don't see Byron Jones um, shadowing one person. We we did see Tyler Lockett get several successful deep targets last week. So... It's not out of the realm of possibility that Brandon Cooks would do the same thing, and he's pretty yeah. cheap for his upside at five point six. So it is worth noting. But um, I, th- I I think there's a bunch of players that are way too cheap relative to their price all year. Um, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods are one of them. And going further down the, the going further down the Rams depth chart, Josh Reynolds. I mean, he has multiple touchdown upside. He's done it several times this year, and he's. 4.5k so i mean if you're looking for salary savers i wouldn't mind josh reynolds he would probably be more like mm, i don't know if i would say yeah i would say more of like a cash play i guess but i don't know that's iffy um cole beasley is questionable he's mispracticed a couple times and you know if he were to sit would you have any interest in in, uh at 4,000? michael gallup would surely have an increased role in the cowboys you know no target share averaging 5.5 targets per game over the last three no 
Oh, I'm good. Okay. I'm good on that. All right. Okay. All right. I just thought I would throw it out there. Um, what about Blake Jarwin, tight end? Dallas 3,400. 3,400. I mean, doesn't have a ceiling. So, if I'm playing yeah. GPPs, I mean, I don't hate the play, but I probably want to go there, honestly. Doesn't doesn't offer much upside. I mean, he had the one game where he went off for three touchdowns, but that's a clear-cut anomaly. So. Yep, yep. I agree with that. I don't. I don't have anything else to add on this game. Yeah. It's pretty much a fade for me outside of Gurley, Zeke, and maybe one of the defenses. Um, but even that, I'm not sure about. Uh, we good to move on? Yeah, I just want to say um, personally, I think targeting the Rams could be a good way to, you know, differentiate your lineups in uh, large field GPPs. I like the Rams side of things. Okay, uh, let's move on to this next game. Joey, I know you're excited for this one. We've got the Patriots hosting the Chargers. Patriots are four-point favorites at home. You know, I know Joey's going to say, oh, you know, the Patriots aren't going to lose at home, all this and that. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. This game to me is interesting. I think that there's some upside for a potential back and forth, but at the same time, I just don't know who I like. Like, from a matchup standpoint, I don't love any of the Chargers. That's the thing. And on yeah, the other yeah, hand, man. the Patriots have potentially the worst defense in the playoffs, so we should be targeting them, right? Like, I don't know. What, what, are, what do we think about this game? This is the hardest one for me to figure out. I don't think it'll be too high scoring, so personally I wouldn't target it. Um, but, you know, there, there could be uh, one guy that could – that could go off. I, w- I would be inclined to play Edelman. Um, I like Edelman in this matchup for 6,300. He's Brady's favorite target by far. I think he has the most upside out of any receiver on the Patriots offense. And coming into this game, he's had, he's had uh, several games with over 10-plus 10, 10 targets. Most of his games uh, have, have been sitting around 10-plus targets. So you're getting you're getting a great target share for six point three. Um, I like Edelman, but other than that, um, I don't really like anybody. I mean, if the Patriots want to try and do their uh, run fifty times a game game plan, uh, Sony Michelle could be in play. But other than that, that didn't no. work out very well for the Ravens. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're right. You're right. Um, um, the Patriots will definitely throw in this game. I think it'll be a good mix, and I fully expect them to cruise through this game to an easy win. What do you think about this game, Jared? I know you're a little bit less biased. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think the Patriots' offense is going to have trouble. I think both offenses are going to have trouble. Yeah. The Chargers obviously don't have any healthy backs other than Justin Jackson, which... I don't think he'll be that effective. I think he's a pretty good player, but I don't think he's going to be effective like that. Um, that Chargers team is getting healthy, and it's getting pretty pretty deadly. I mean, we have the top two graded cornerbacks on one on each team this season. Actually, there's... there's so Desmond- I think it's four of the top eight are on these teams, right? Something like that? The yeah, best corner in the league was one. So do not play Keenan Allen. I'll right. say that. Anyways, Casey Hayward was seventeen. Oh, by seventeen. The way. All right, then four so, in the top seventeen. Because yeah. J- Jason McCourty was seven. Yeah. Seven. All right. 
So we have Which all right. So we have four of the top twenty. So it's we have four of the top brother. twenty in on this team, and then that Chargers that Chargers front four is getting scary with Melvin Ingram playing elite right now. Joey Bosa coming back healthy. Um, I think this is gonna go way under forty seven, like way under forty seven. I don't think this touches forty honestly. Yeah, I I don't I don't think we should target this game for for DraftKings this week. James White. That's yes, it. I agree wholeheartedly that's with it. that. I think that that's one of the main spots that, you know, the Chargers defense struggles is against receiving backs. So I like James White at 4,900 for the upside. Um, Julian Edelman, that's not a, not a terrible play. I, I really want to figure out which Chargers running back to play. None. You'd be playing none of them. I mean, that's fair, but the Patriots don't have a good run defense. If Melvin Gordon was healthy, he would be a smash play at 6,200. He might even be. I mean, he was hurt last week. He still had 17 attempts. You know, he had a bad game fantasy-wise, only 11.3 points, but he got the touchdown, which is why you play Melvin Gordon. And this Patriots run defense is not good. He's just so banged up that it's really difficult to play Melvin Gordon. But, I mean, Austin Eckler, 4.5K, if the, if the Chargers get down, you know, they could rely on him. And just touching on what you said about not playing Keenan Allen, you know, if I were to look at this team and diagnose matchups, and I mean, I'm not an expert, but my thought would be that Stefan Gilmore would be on Mike Williams, and then they would use some combo of maybe like J.C. Jackson and Jason McCourty on Keenan. I mean, is that crazy? Because I don't, I don't necessarily see Gilmore going toe-to-toe with Keenan in this spot. I mean, Gilmore would lock him up. Let's be real, but <laughs> but <laughs> um, you know who who knows what they're what they're gonna do. Um, Bill Belichick comes with a different defensive game plan for each uh, matchup. Um, I think I think Gilmore will match up with Keenan on some plays, and then in other plays when they go into like their nickel packages, it'll be Jason McCourty or J.C. Jackson going. On Keenan, and uh, I think that's that. And I think the Chargers are a whole fade. Um, the Patriots defense plays basically lights out at home. So you could play the Chargers if you want. but I mean, they're good at stopping scoring. They're not good at stopping yards. I mean, they were, top, they were top 16 in rushing yards allowed. They only allowed 94 rushing yards per game. But they allow a lot of receiving yards to run. Top guys. 16? What were they, 15? That's like average. They were yeah. yeah. They were middle, they were They're not bad. Yeah. That they were sixteen. Yeah, they are. They're yeah, in the middle of the middle good. of the league. But that's they like are. Good. They were second in rushing touchdowns. Oh, you would say I, per game. You made it sound like they were lit. You said top sixteen, thirty-two teams. Like <laughs> they're literally yeah. Top sixteen is they're decent. They're literally average. Yeah, they're not horrendous like the Cardinals or somebody. <laughs> they're not bad yeah, I got, I they're got not so great if you guys want some non-biased takes you guys can catch our podcast me just me and ben friday night set up <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um <laughs> non-biased bias but it's just facts bro like if you want to play the chargers just go ahead you're gonna lose money no you want no you want an unbiased fact right here the best play in this game 2400 chargers dst <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna see Brady crumble under the the 
Yeah, okay, unstoppable buddy. weight of he's he's gonna crumble under the unstoppable force of time, and as his age crumbles upon him, so will Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, and they're going to get another seven sacks just like they did last week against Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, if Lamar Jackson couldn't maneuver his way out of that those sacks, how do you think Tom Brady's gonna do? Chargers, lock it in. Yeah. You know? Honestly, the best play in this game is Patriots defense. Oh, so you're okay. absolutely yeah, tweaking. We We're already starting, bro. Let's I'm I'm biased. Hold on, I'm biased, but I spit nothing but facts. The Patriots are not going to lose this game. That's just a hundred percent fact. We don't lose at home. It's that simple. Yes, I'm part of the team. I'm speaking on behalf of the New England Patriots. And if the and if the Colts somehow beat the Chiefs, that's an automatic Super Bowl lock for the third straight year so dude have fun play the chargers do it i dare you but we can move on <laughs> um yeah let, <laughs> that's fine um so our our sunday final game our sunday hammer this week we have the new orleans saints hosting the eagles the magic eagles bdn Coming to town, uh, Saints are negative, or Saints are eight point favorites. Uh, over under is fifty and a half. So we got two games over fifty, and this is the second one. Uh, who do you guys like here, Saints or Eagles? I know that Jared, you've been rocking this Eagles train. Do you think that the Eagles come to town and and keep the magic going? All aboard the Nick Foles magic train, yo. Like shut the hell yo, up, yo. He can't. He can't lose in the playoffs, bro. He, they're gonna get smoked. They're yeah. They're gonna yo, get smoked. Yo, you know. All right. <laughs> we said that last week, and they won. Okay. Yeah. So they're gonna get smoked. Nick and I thought they were gonna win last week, bro. Nick Foles, Nick Foles led them down that field, scored that yeah. touchdown, and then on put down. and then put the city of. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, on his back to get my son Hester to get that extra quarter inch to block that field goal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? Guess who probably called that timeout on the sideline? Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Saint Nick. So big, big dick Nick. That's what the streets. That's are what I'm them. saying. So put on your masks. Put on the underdogs Dude. masks. We're taking so down the MVP. Him? Are you kidding me? Is that a question? 5,400. Is that even a question? You know who I'm playing with them? The two people I've been playing with in the last four weeks. Or three weeks. Alice Golden and Gia. Tate. Don't even say that again. Golden Tate. <laughs> <laughs> Alshon and Zach Ertz. How does it feel as a Lions fan knowing that he caught that game-winning touchdown on fourth down for the Eagles while the Lions are sitting love, at I home? I love Golden Tate. love Golden Tate. Good for him. He deserves it. Um, yeah. Uh, uh. I mean, you know, it's honestly it's a good matchup. The best spot to attack the Saints defense is in the slot, right? So, I, I mean, I don't hate him this week, 4,600. Oh, I, I've I mean, hated I, him for I, years. I, I kind of think that – I don't know, man. I, well, yeah, I know you have your reasons, of course, but um, I don't know, dude. I think the Eagles get smoked in this game. I think Saints D is a borderline lock. See, you said that last week. You said that last week. 
the exact same the exact same sentence. It's like you wrote it down and just repeated it. Well, to be fair, Nick Foles, I mean, he only had sixteen points. 16.5. Like, he was 5,400. He's 5,400. He's probably going to get under 20 again. Like, hey, best, play in this, yeah. best play in this game is Drew Brees. Are no. you kidding me? What do you mean? Best, no. The, be, the best terrible. play in this game is the Eagles defense. The best play in this game is Drew Brees and stack him with Michael Thomas and sail to the freaking money. That's it. Stack him up. This dude, Drew Brees, absolutely snaps at home. Okay. No Saint Nick this week. The Eagles are going to lose. The Eagles are going to win. Okay. The Eagles are going to lose. Okay. No, they're not. We know We know you like to hop from team to team. You know, you were a Bears fan earlier whoa, in the season. Whoa, now whoa, you're whoa, Eagles. Whoa, whoa, now you're whoa, Eagles whoa, fan. Whoa, 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 okay? Now you're he Eagles. He was a Bears fan. He was just a Trubisky fan. Joey. D- no. And a Jordan Howard Joey, don't fan. Even, don't don't even disrespect fan. me right now. Because that was hella disrespectful. <laughs> Let's be honest, though. I do want to clarify this because Joey was texting the group chat crazy about Drew Brees. Like, Drew Brees is quite potentially the worst play you could make <laughs> on this slate. He's he's sandwiched in between two better plays in a much better game. Like, I just don't understand what the reasoning would be to play Drew Brees. He hasn't had 20 points in four straight weeks. He's slowing down. He's an old dude. This is, it's time to play these young guys in the playoffs. Okay, and right? Mahomes has Drew under Brees 20. And Brothers. Mahomes has under 20 in two of his last three. What do you mean? At home, too. I mean, he was at home. Drew Brees ended the year playing, what, three straight, three or three road games out of four. Where he's known to be much worse on the road. Fact. I mean, yeah, but, okay. Okay, but still, I mean, I'm not playing him in this matchup when Mahomes and Luck are right around him, and they're in a much better just game. When Drew Brees threw for 363 yards in his matchup against the Eagles this year, four touchdowns. You don't think he could replicate that from earlier in the year? You're crazy. Maybe. It's a great pivot off Mahomes. Do you think that okay so well we know we know how Jared feels about this Eagles side but do you think that they're going to be able to keep it close enough to make Alvin Kamara one of the best plays on the slate because that's the that's the most interesting thing to me in this game is are the Eagles going to keep it competitive competitive enough for Alvin Kamara to at 7300 break this game break the slate because he could absolutely i mean he's he's cheaper than zeke and Gurley with the same upside maybe if not higher upside he's one of the highest ceiling plays in all of fantasy football and i mean this eagles d has struggled especially against pass receiving running backs which alvin kamara is the best so i mean at the price and the upside i love kamara he did he did but the thing is is that's what i'm saying they weren't competitive in that game that game was 48 to 7 and mark ingram went off in that game so if it's the same sort of game where the eagles get washed then i think you we could look at mark ingram but if they're passing if the if the saints are passing the entire game into the fourth quarter then i think alvin kamara is a smash play and like yeah you said he had a bad game but that was still 17 points right did he so salvage, did he get a touchdown i think he salvaged a touchdown didn't he he 
if I'm not mistaken, he did salvage a touchdown. He had one catch for 37 yards and a touchdown. It was a late touchdown, if I if I remember yeah. correctly. It was just that one reception. But that's the point. He had one reception in that game, which is what, like a season low for him? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Alvin Kamara is the, one of the more interesting plays for me. So what do you think about that one, Joey? Did, did you say me? My headphone went out. No, no. I, I mean, I, I would imagine you like it since, since, uh, you know, you think the Eagles are gonna do well, right? Yeah, you know? I think, I think the Eagles could win. Honestly, I really do think that. <laughs> so do you think Kamara's a, a, a good I like, play? Uh, I don't know. I'm on the fence about Kamara. I'd obviously rather play much play Zeke and Marlon Mack and Gurley. So I mean, GPP, yeah, cash, mm. no. Yeah, GPP's Kamara. Is a smash play, GPP, but it just hurts. Kamara is just as a lock as Gurley is in cash. Just because yeah. his ceiling is it's, so ridiculously high, like he could just he it, could literally score forty, or he could score twelve. Yeah, just hurts because he's in a timeshare, so it's hard to play him. And the Eagles, when they played the Saints, they like planned to take Kamara out of the game. They covered every wheel flat option route that Kamara ran. If you watch the game, and then Breeze and everyone just handled it, but they took Kamara out of the game. Watch the tape. So I was saying that 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 day because we all played him in cash. Well, the best play in this game is Michael Thomas, uh, by far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventy nine hundred. I like him. Yeah, he's way too cheap. He should be nine k. To be honest. He's I. He's I. Especially if he lines up in the slot, bro. Like he does a lot. Oh my God. He's ben is disrespecting the Saints right now. I'm not. No, I'm not. You like, definitely I, are. The, no, the, no. The point is, I'm respecting the Saints. I'm respecting the Saints' defense. Like I don't think that they're gonna need to be passing in this game like that. I think the Saints are gonna are gonna like run run this game like I don't think they're going to be needing to pass and like yeah Thomas is in a good matchup right but at the same time like if I'm paying 7.9 for anybody in my lineup I'm just paying a thousand more and I'm paying for Gurley or I'm paying 300 more for Zeke Elliott like I would rather look for value at wide receiver and just just take those running backs like I would rather honestly just play Traquan Smith at 4200 you know He's home, so there's at least a shot. We know Traquan can't do anything on the road, but he's home, so at least there's there's a chance, right? Or yeah, or, yeah. I don't know. I don't a know. Little chance. I, I like. I just I just don't want to pay up for wide receiver this week unless it's in a, a specific game stack. And since I won't have any Drew Brees because I'm not a fish, then I don't know. Thomas just isn't really on my board this week. Got to fade somebody. Can't play everybody. Ah, Ben, 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 you're a funny cat. <laughs> Thanks, bro appreciate it um what are your thoughts on the on the value guys in this in this slate you know golden tate in a good matchup we got you know i don't know traquan smith like i said nelson Aguilar 4.3k i mean i I like golden tate and Aguilar. i mean uh golden tate had um his most his most routes ran last game um then he has had all season with the eagles so far so I like him at 4,600. Um, you can't go wrong with playing Aguilar at 4,300. He always has big play upside. Um, yeah, game theory wise, I think a lot of people will be on Golden Tate because of the, you know, the big game last yeah. week and the spotlight and all that. So I think Aguilar is a pretty smart pivot. Um, I think, 
they they get about the same target share yeah. to be honest. So yeah, um, yeah, and he he has uh the ability to break a huge play at any moment's notice. So if I'm playing GPP, I would take that. But honestly, what about Zachary Ertz or Dallas Goddard? Goddard twenty eight hundred. Uh, he led me to the top ten of a GPP last week at, at sub ten percent owned. So I mean, got a little love f- for him. But Bro, I mean, I, I'm a I believer know. in I'm a believer in Ertz's home and away splits, bro. He averages twenty four point nine points per game at home, right? On the road, this man averages eleven point nine points. That's a whole thirteen point difference from home and away. That's yeah, that's pretty tough. Like. Like, I'm a believer. Like, I'm not playing Ertz on the road. Um, I think the best sneaky GPP play in this game is Ted Ginn. I like it. At 4,400. Yeah, he's got the same upside as Traquan and probably... More. He, has, he has more upside than old. Traquan, honestly. He had eight targets um, in his game back in Week 16 with Drew Brees. Don't disrespect Traquan. He had He's a thirteen targets. He had ten. He had ten catches on thirteen targets against the Eagles last time they played. Hundred fifty-seven yards, one touchdown. Do you not remember the game that he suddenly became the Saints wide receiver one for a week? I remember that game. It was this specific matchup. Well, maybe if you if you think he could do it again, play him. But I like I like Ted Ginn. Um, I don't like I don't like many people on the Eagles side. Honestly, uh, fade the running backs. Uh, yeah. One receiver will probably snap. It'll probably be Alshon, honestly. But I'm not a big fan Jaren of the Sproul's Eagles. revenge game. No. Right. Hmm. Saw him get those two uh, get stuffed. Those two goal line carries last week. That was tilting, but that was tough. Tough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll just reiterate: Saints D is my favorite play. Jared is saying, you know, go all Eagles, and you know, Joey is Michael Thomas and Drew Brees. Um, mm-hmm. Yikes. Uh, let's close the show out with our favorite stacks, some potentially tournament winning stacks. Joey, I will start with you. All right, so I got two stacks for the listeners out there. You could stack um, Golf, Gurley, Woods, or you could go with Breeze, Michael Thomas, Kamara. All will be relatively lower owned, especially if a lot of people are on the Chiefs and Colts game. Those are my favorite stacks. Jared, favorite favorite uh. Favorite stack this it's week? It's going to be the stack I've been running for the last four weeks. Zach Ertz, Nick Foles, and uh, Alshon. Yeah, good luck. Or you could switch Zach Ertz with uh, Aguilar, which I like a lot. I like Aguilar a lot this week for the GPP play. I think he's only like 4K, right? Aguilar, 43. Yeah, 4.3. Yeah, that's, that's cheap. All right. I mean, I'm tempted to go, tempted to go full full you know new england collapse stack you know chargers d gordon justin jackson maybe some hunter henry at 2.8 k um but I, I won't do that i mean i think the safe thing is go patrick mahomes um capitalize on the uncertainty in the the chiefs backfield go damian williams you know, the Chiefs are trying to show us with the contract extension which of these players they value more. So I like going Mahomes to Damian Williams to Travis Kelsey, bring it back with Ebron, get that two tight end, you know, differentiation, and just pray that maybe this is finally the week it works out. 
Sounds good enough for me. I like it. Good pod, boys. Let's uh, let's win some money this week. We will be back next week for our final show of the season. So stay tuned for that. We will break down two games, the two teams that advanced. Um, let's close out the show. Give me your guys' prediction. What four teams are we going to be talking about next week? I'll let Joey go first. Um, NFC Championship game is going to be the Rams Saints, obviously. In New Orleans, and then, you know, the Chiefs, Patriots, in Arrowhead. I want to hear yours, Ben. All right, mine are going to be, yeah, the the Rams and the Saints. I think that is uh, inevitable. I I don't really see Philly holding a candle to the Saints, and I think the Rams will take care of Dallas and and yeah um you know I think it'll be a close game in KC I expect the Chiefs to win and they will be hosting a division rival of theirs <laughs> and the LA Chargers um after they after the Chargers and Father Time uh win this game good luck I buddy I also think the Chiefs will be hosting the Los Angeles Chargers See, that's how you know this pod isn't – oh, I'm not even – And I also think – Not knowledgeable. Not knowledgeable. And I also think say. there will be another L.A. team, but they will be hosting mm. the Eagles as Nick uh, We just lost all of our – Big uh, Dick Nick handles, handles <laughs> the uh, old man Breeze and the rest of them. We just lost all of our credentials as a podcast, thanks to you two. So, there's that. There's that. We'll see how many people agree. We will see you guys next week for our championship breakdown. Let's sail to the money this week. As always, you can support the pod by following us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, iTunes. Search us up. The DFS Dose across all handles, all platforms. We are there. Show some love. Uh, you can find our personal Twitters. Mine is at Ben Hover, B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Guys, tell them where they can find you. My personal Twitter is at Joey Carrion. Um, if you want to see some good sport ta- sports takes, you just follow me. Don't follow these scrubs. And my Twitter is at Jared underscore underscore Marcus. You can catch some fire basketball lineups there. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's sail to the money. We'll see you next week. Yeah.